Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Joining us on the block now is a longtime friend, longtime member, a brother in arms. Somebody that did it and was in the trenches with us and happened to pull off one of the greatest steals, I think. It wasn't a steal. We took it. Uh, winning the first national championship of any kind out of uh, Husker basketball history, and that is Tom Wald, fellow guard, fellow member. We share, we share quite a few things uh, in the books together. Uh, Tom, thank you for joining us on the block today. How are you doing, my friend? It was good to see you at Alumni Weekend as well. Been a long time, man. Your son, is, your, your, your family, your kids have grown <laughs> tremendously since the last time I've seen them, but it's a beautiful to have you on the show today. We got you. You're on mute. Uh, maybe unmute yours. Got it? Yeah, maybe unmute your mic. Again, we have Tom Wald. Create a, create a, a thing like, you know what I'm talking about? Might have Tom call. Okay. You send him the number. Send him the phone number. Yeah. We'll bring him in. So, nonetheless, Tom Wald, again, just happened to kind of uh, be muted, it, but we, we oh, he popped back on. Let's see if we got him this time. Tom, are you there? Let's try this again. Ah, there it is. Yes, yes. Sometimes you just got to reboot the thing, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. So you did hear what I what I shared about you. You didn't get that. I wasn't muted out sharing all the good things about you, did you? I got everything, man. Strick, you, uh, you're in high energy form today. I tell you, <laughs> I, you, you brought the juice today, huh? Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. It, it's Friday, bro. It, it's, it's, it's Friday, and it's, it's – uh, uh, gonna head down and, and share some time with family. So that's always beautiful. You know how that is, you know, getting a chance to hang out with them and, and spend some time, uh, to watch our youth, you know, kind of make their way up. When I look at it back, you know, from our time, it doesn't seem like it's too long ago since all this has transpired. You know, we look at, you know, our forties and fifties and we say, Tom, that, um, Dang, we don't seem that old, <laughs> but we used to look at, uh, our parents and, 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 and their friends and we like, you guys are old. I don't feel it, man. I still feel like I can still go around a little bit. Yeah, you don't realize it. I got to thinking about this the other day. Uh, the The anniversary of your Big 8 championship is next year. So that's your 30th year of, of that anniversary will be next year where uh, you guys won the Big 8. Uh, I was on the team as a redshirt uh, sophomore at the time. But I just remember that caravan coming back into Lincoln from mm. Kansas City and just the hype that surrounded that win down there and the sixth seed that you got 30 years ago, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, crazy. it's not even feasible. I don't understand it, yeah. how it goes so fast. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, as you began to look, you've been around the program and you've seen multiple coaches come and go. You've been close to it. You've been near it. You've been, you know, kind of watching from afar. Um, you know, tremendous businessman that you are out there um, as well in Grand Island. But in your observation of this year uniquely, the ups, the downs, the, the transfers, the removal of, of, of some of the staff, 
um, you know, bringing in a new core of guys, senior leadership, and watching them not have all their components at any one time together to go through that type of adversity. We did go through a different type of adversity, but they too had to endure. And to watch this team come out, this is the second time this season they've won three games in a row, which that hasn't happened in a long time. I've, you know, I'd probably back to Miles um, when when he was doing it, but. What is your what is your observation just taking into account for what you've seen over the over the years up to now? Optimistic, I really am. I uh, you know I was there obviously uh, this last week with you for that alumni weekend. It was it was magical watching that last game with my son in the stands where we were sitting and to watch that turnaround. You know, being down I think eight at one point in time and then closing that gap and and then the big steal by Sam. Uh, you, everybody, everybody in that facility was just jacked. Um, it, it was just such a cool thing to be a part of as a, as a fan. Uh, but then also to know uh, the Hoiberg family um, and just what great people they are. Uh, but if you look at kind of transitioning now to just the, the momentum that they have, and they had momentum at the end of last year, um, I think if you look back, they won and upset several teams back late in the year. And, and we're kind of starting that same momentum. He's had a lot of issues with, with, uh, with the injuries, clearly taking key people out of the lineup. And it's, uh, it's, it's been tough, but I don't know how you can't be optimistic about where this program is going. The style of defense that he deploys and the offensive scheming that he uh, creates with, with the pieces that he's allowed to play with, I, I, just, I just hope they continue to give him time because he's going to get us where we want to go. Tom, you mentioned the Hoiberg family and uh, the injuries that hit this team. One of the guys that's playing because of that is a member of the Hoiberg family, Sam Hoiberg. When you watch him play, you see the role that he plays. Do you get flashbacks to you? (laughs) I see a lot of resemblances, yes. (laughs) I think most people could get that connection. Uh, Yeah, you know, Fred's job is to win games. And he and he knows that. And his job is to put the best players on the floor at any time. So we, we can we can take away right off the bat that he's doing this because it's his son is playing. Right. Mm-hmm. He, he felt at that moment it, uh, and lately, as of late, that he is a crucial part of this team. And to see him step up when he was asked uh, that steal, I just I still just the the you know, the cojones that it took to go for that steal at that time, because if he misses that steal. You know, now you're a, now you're on a, you know, a five on four situation yeah. in, in a very dangerous spot. But in and then and I got to say this, too, because when he got the steal, we were sitting on the end zone where, where all the alumni were and the, the gym went quiet. Uh, it was it was de- so it was deafening uh, on the steal. And then everybody just shut up. And I thought, well, maybe maybe they blew a foul or something. But no, everybody was holding their breath, <laughs> hoping that he wasn't going to try to dunk it, I suppose. But <laughs> And he, and he didn't, you know, he got, and he got that layup. And then not only that, but right after that, those two free throws were clutch coming down the stretch. So hats off to that kid. And, and just as a parent with two young kids playing sports, uh, circling back around, it's a business and he's got to win games. And he, but, but how extra sweet was that to have your son be the hero of that game? Yeah. And, and let me, let me, let me tie into that. And, you know, um, this is a two-parter, so just just bear with me. Um, one, 
what was what was the determining factor for you coming out of a Division two program up in Minnesota? It was Mankato State, if I remember correctly. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. So 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 in your mind, you're looking at the landscape. You're wanting to move on. Um, you you you're you have a thought and a belief in yourself, and you say to yourself, you know what? I want to go to a Big Eight program, which at that time was one of the toughest conferences in in America. So you do that, you make that decision, you come in. Now, here's the second part of that question. What made you, what, like, what was the triggering factor in your mind that said, you know what, it's time, I'm going to go do it, and this is the place I'm going to do it? Second, one of the biggest games that we had, um, tough Michigan State game, um, you know, we, we fought our butts off, we got back into it, we're down three, uh, coach calls a play for you. He didn't call it for Strick. He didn't call it for Jerron. He called it for you. And we went, we set the screens. We did all that we had to do. You got open, had the look, get fouled. And in a similar manner, like Sam Hoiberg, you're at the free throw line with three tough free throws, crucial free throws to tie it. And you do that. What are you thinking at that moment? Two-parter. So, do you want me to you Go want ahead, me to start with the start, first part? Start with the first part and then come back. Or start with the part that's more fresh to you and then get back to whatever one second. Uh, let's let's address the Mankato State thing. I you know I graduated out of Minneapolis uh, at, the, at one of the largest schools, uh, the districts in the state. We played in the highest class. We were rated number one the entire uh, the, the entire season. Lost my final game my senior year to go 23-1 and one, uh, and didn't even get to make the state tournament. Uh, because we didn't have at larges back then. I was all state, all metro, all conference. I was a, one of the finalists for Mr. Basketball. I didn't have a single Division One offer, and I only had one Division Two offer. So I went to Mankato State because that was the school that was going to pay me to go play basketball, right, or to, to cover mm-hmm. my scholarship. No NIL. Um, <laughs> no NIL back then. No, of course not. No. And so after my sophomore year there, I was on all conference. I, I was part of the all freshman team. I just wanted more. Um, I, I just, I just felt that I, and I had a burning desire since the moment out of high school that I was going to play division one basketball. So back then there was no transfer portal either. Right. And that, and that deal is, you know, I wrote hundreds of letters. I sent them out all over the United States. I had folks calling on my behalf. Um, the, the, as a stroke of luck would have it, Andre Woolridge, your teammate, right. Fellow, fellow, uh, Nebraska kid, uh, decides to transfer away to go to Iowa. And so that left a void in the point guard spot. Mm. I get joked about it all the time. Oh, we got you for Woolridge. That's not a fair <laughs> trade, man. And I have to agree with them on that one. But fast forward then, you know, I spent a year red shirting. You know that. I, I was the only red shirt that year working with Paul Koch in the, in the, uh, the weight room trying to add weight because that's a bit, the big conference. Big 8 and the Big 10 are very similar in that. Very physical, very tall, very big conference. And, and I needed to put on pounds. But being in that situation at, Mich- at uh, Michigan State, I will say that I have a different memory of it. The play was definitely not called for me, Eric. I mean, <laughs> I can promise you. No way in, in Danny's mind would he be going, we have to get the ball to Tommy, right? That's not going to happen. So, uh, anyway, we, we, we ran that play. <laughs> and we got to clip this one. one. We got to clip this one and send that one. Go ahead. Heathcote, Heathcote was the head coach. The assistant coach that year uh, was uh, Tom Izzo. 
And I've always wanted to ask him, and I haven't run into him, but did that at that moment, did, was it, did it clarify that you should be fouling that person before he ever gets to take the shot, right? Foul him before they take the three. Anyway, fast forward. The play was for you or Jerron, but you got double teamed by Snow and someone else. Maybe it was Respert, and you had to pass it the last second. It's like one of the fewest passes that I've seen Eric make. Um, and and then Snow happened to foul me. I, I don't know what to say. You get thrown in that spot, and it's it's make or break. It's, uh, you know, kind of a moment. That's beautiful. And and listen, I, 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 we've got to have you back, man, because there's so much more that we can dig into. Um, it's like we've got to take a break. But I'm going to say this, man. It was truly an honor to play with you because you had one of the biggest hearts. You didn't you didn't ever allow the moment to get too big for you. Uh, you stayed in. You engaged in. You you made us better in every form and fashion. And, and when we played beside you, we knew that you were uh, in the trenches with us, man. And so uh, it's been a it's been a great honor to to watch what you've become as a businessman and taking care of your family and raising your son and 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 your kids, man. And and, and I'm just so happy for you, man. I'm, I really am. And we definitely got to have you back on the show again, man. As we get into the Big Ten tournament, maybe we'll have you back and just kind of talk about it a little bit. There's so much more we wanted to talk about, but, you know. That sounds good. Those are very, very kind woods, Eric, and, and I'll send that check uh, for all that. <laughs> okay, appreciate it. Man, we love you. There he is, Tom Wald, uh, former Husker, my teammate, joining us on the block. Great stuff, great insight, great information. But we've got to take a break. A shootout with Strick coming up next, 93.7 The Ticket at TicketFM.com. We are on the block. We'll be right back.